Do you ever think about utopia? Do you ever think about ethical dilemmas? Do you ever think about the other people on public transport? Do you ever think about the demise of civilization as we know it? Hi everyone, Candice here. So just letting you know that this topic was a beefy one. So we've decided to record it over two episodes. We're talking advertising and the first episode is going to be about the negative effects and the second will be about the positive. Hope you enjoy it. Hello everybody. (laughs) And welcome to Do You Ever Think About? I'm Merida Violet, one of your hosts. And I'm Candace J. That was a very jazzy hello, Merida. Yes, you know me. <laughs> She's feeling saucy. Feeling saucy. Um, and today on Do You Ever Think About? We're talking about advertising, science of persuasion, or as Michael Maynard called it, the poetry of capitalism. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. <laughs> love that, yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Advertising. There's so many elements to this. It's a very rich topic that we might have to revisit one day because we're surely not going to be able to cover everything and all in the one episode. Look, if you've come to this episode thinking that you're going to get even a sufficient small slice of Mm. the world of advertising, you're going to be disappointed, but only if you're coming with that expectation. Otherwise, we hope you're very satisfied and excited. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Just the least expectations, the better. Yeah, but we will try and... uh, Well... I don't know what we'll try and do. We just want to talk about it. So do you ever think about advertising, Merida? Yeah, a lot. Mm. Um, And because, I mean, not only are we just inundated with it. um, Damn it, I should have looked up numbers on this. Um, I did. uh, Great. uh, uh, So the main source that I looked at was the Mm. Gruen Transfer book, which was fucking amazing. Um, And that was published in 2010. Okay. And in that estimate, they uh, estimated that we have as many as 3,000 uh, advertising messages put towards us every day. However, wow. um, when I double checked to see if it was relevant to 2020, that number had risen up to 5,000 per, per day. day messages. Yeah. Now wow. it might not be the same during COVID because we're not like, and that could have been we're not out in the world. Yeah. Which I am sure would make up for a massive number of mm. like weird sort of advertising, but the, you don't even realize like how much stuff is act- just in terms of logos. When you look mm. around your desk at your stationery, looking at my Sharpies, my Faber Castells, mm-hmm. whatever, like it's actually around you everywhere. And so, yeah, well, I mean, you know, if that's actually a, that's a good little segue into something I was just thinking about before this when I was, you know, thinking I do think about advertising a lot. One of my earliest kind of conceptualizations of advertising was when I was, you know, like a preteen and starting to get really into wanting to dress like the fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister and like the limited were really, you know, cool things early 2000s. And my parents were like, everything you want us to buy for you is just a logo. And I was like, well, no, it's like, it's, it's the fashion thing. And they're like, Merida, like, the company is getting you to advertise for them. No, you they're know? getting you to pay for the to, right to advertise, to advertise for exactly. them. Exactly. And I was like, I remember that was like one of my first little mini revolutionary moments where I like had this light bulb gone off, you know, to, to just realize that like, oh my God, like especially in the 90s, like 
How much did advertising co-opt popular imagination in terms of fashion where like you've all of a sudden you've just got like a brand logo is a fashion statement. Like what the fuck is that? Von Dutch, Ed Hardy, mm-hmm. even today when we've got like, what is, what's fucking Adidas? Adidas and People fucking- are obsessed with Adidas. Like even people who I think would be a little bit, you know, kind of like, oh, come on, you're just like buying the fucking advertising teat. Like don't be so obsessed with a brand. <laughs> and like, <laughs> let's face it, when you go to like the really upmarket things like Louis Vuitton, yeah. This shit's gross looking. Totally. It's really not that cool. You're literally just paying for a, a, a sort the privilege. of privilege. The privilege to tell other people that you spent this much money on this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So advertising, definitely been thinking about that a lot. I think one of the other, um, well, what about you? Like, what are your first thoughts on it? Well, advertising is something that I walk a constant line with because I do think about it. Um, and I want run the line of being sickened. Mm. And begrudgingly impressed. Yeah. Um, because I can't pass up anything that's like cunning or clever. And it, there is a lot that is cunning or clever. Absolutely. And on top of it, I am a fucking sucker for an ominous or like strategically placed Stealthy. asterisk or quotation <clears throat> mark. And mm. in those two pieces of punctuation do we find a chasm of opportunity for advertisers <laughs> and for that i'm kind of like all right well played your fucks yeah it's <laughs> it's true like i mean you think about so many um you know the subtle marketing messages that we receive like it's it's you know they play on human psychology i mean it's it's incredible how we've made these advances in psychology which allow us to be manipulated better mm. which is both a sad and incredible point of progress in society that we figured out so much about how the human work the brain works but we're only at the moment using it to make people buy shit not only i don't think it's only but like it is become like they're the one because it turns out these big companies the reason that that happened is they're the ones that are putting the money to do further research exactly because that's who it pays off for now You have um, companies like actually just on the psychology point have you have you seen ads or heard ads for noom which yeah, is the yeah. weight loss thing where it's not just a weight loss app. No, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But that so I um, there was a whole episode of a podcast that was maybe like Radiolab or Freakonomics about Noom. And they were talking about how um, the the foundation of that app is actually based on like really cutting edge psychology of behavior change Mm. and it uses almost exactly the same principles that like social media use to keep you engaged but instead they use it to keep you on track for your health and fitness goals and it's actually like taking that manipulation that we see in advertising to get us to buy shit and getting it to like change our behavior and you know have a healthier sort of diet or exercise regimen so it's like that to me is the potential of like how we can use this type of maybe it's more the psychology than the uh, advertising but and honestly mm. i say about fucking time because it's yeah. mainly because of advertising that we do have obesity exactly. or bad like sort <laughs> bad of relationships health, yeah. yeah with food because we're pro- like you're yeah. not even nearly as hungry as you like think you are throughout the day you've just got a fucking mcdonald's ad playing at you every 20 minutes <laughs> so that reminds true. you that you're like you're hungry fucking right they should be using the same principles to undo the damage that they've done absolutely and and it also just goes to show how like oh wait a minute if it's so easy to manipulate me into buying this thing shouldn't it also be easy to manipulate me into doing the 
right thing, you know? Well, like it should actually be just as easy. We just aren't using the powers for good. And this is, <laughs> but this is where I move into the point of being sickened. Mm. I don't want to be controlled to do either. I'm not a marionette mm. to companies. Mm. Um, however, it's become argued that I absolutely am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Part of me kind of likes the idea of like some, something like, um, like my behavior just being steered in the right direction. I like, prefer to do it myself. <laughs> oh, but willpower is a tough thing. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> Yeah, well, for me at least, like motivation and willpower. Like, if I could just like, if I could just have my choices be steered, it like, if, okay, if I could just go, here's my goal. Mm. You are you engineer my choices so that I can only make choices that lead me toward this stated goal. I would be, I would sign the fuck up for but that. But you can do that. <laughs> you can do that if you read books like The Power of Habit or all mm. this. Like, you can very much do that. We were talking the other day about yeah. how like. My records, when I like wake up and do that, it's part of like not having a screen mm, so that I don't mm, have to like look at technology to put music on in the morning. Mm. That's part of a whole like you can hack Engineering. your own. Yeah, because like if you put the uh, and this is where it's actually kind of more fucked on advertising and what I was saying before mm. is like, OK, with the power of habit. If you want to get out of a habit, then you need to make it as easy as possible for yourself not to do that. If you don't want to mm. be on your phone anymore, find like straight, like so habitually, find ways to like make it so it's not needed so that you don't have mm. to get on it straight away. Um, you can gear, your, like, or if you want to stop drinking, don't put alcohol in the house. This yeah. is an example of how you can engineer your environment without an extra body doing so. Fully. And well, honestly, our lack of willpower comes from advertising. I, I would agree with that. And I, would, and I would also say it's the way that we have to, are forced to live our lives in a lot of ways because I would have a lot more willpower to do stuff like that if I didn't have to just exercise a whole lot of willpower just to work five days a week. Yeah. You know, and I think like, a lot of and not to say that I, I think I think you know when you've told me about your routines I think that you naturally have a much higher level of willpower than I do as a person <laughs> I don't I don't and that really? like that took yeah. years of work and research and yeah, reading true. books about it I don't it's not something that comes natural to anybody mm, you mm, have to mm. like it's a like and there's so many books like the power of habit or mm. that we talk about willpower is something like that you exercise and it gets stronger mm. it's also something that can be depleted and fatigued yeah so if you yeah, like finite amounts of it in the day yeah and I think like it's hard to um um, resist the calls of things like advertising unless you have a reserve of willpower that you can draw upon which I think that it's not easy for everyone to have I guess it can just be like down like because of design because the way things are designed yeah you and know? you can rehack that mm. by redesigning stuff for your own life say if you don't want to eat like shitty food all the time like not meal plan, but make sure there's healthy snacks mm. available. So when you do see the trigger on the ad while you're watching the footy, like, okay, great grand final last night yeah. watching it. Do you know how much I wanted fucking KFC? Because every goddamn <laughs> ad is talking about <laughs> uh, the so crunch true. and the thing. But if you have like a healthy snack, <clears> you just like, if you engineer engine and like, What's the fun in not having KFC, like, or whatever it is yeah, that you yeah, want, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. every now and then? It's not about that. But if you do want to change your habits, you have to, like, being aware of the willpower and how it's being stretched, mm. especially with, like, messages from external sources, you can hack your environment so that you're not as much of a slave to them. I'm really, like, okay, I think a lot about advertising and I have, like, 
re- it fucking get like it because it fascinates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spent a lot of time yeah. like thinking about it and also being really defensive about how it influences my mm. life because I'm fucking not having it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sorry if I'm sounding very no. passionate. This no, is no, like, no. <laughs> I, I just want to push back on that idea a little bit that it's all within a person's individual. I didn't control. say all. No, no. To- okay, all right, cool. Because I, I would just push back a little bit on um, the idea that. Oh, all you have to do is just not is just not have that food in your house, for example. And hmm. it's like, well, that's totally simple if you uh, live alone and have disposable income where you can like choose whatever food you want to have. Now, you know, obviously, it's a little bit different. I think country to country, and I think in different communities, like, but you know, in ter- like, say, if you lived out in the country, like. There isn't as much choice, but there's definitely fast food, you know? And so, like, a, l- a lot of things have to do with willpower to resist the advertising. But I, I think mean, also a lot of things have to do with the structural situation that people find themselves in. To some degree. You know? But, like, in this, like, okay, there's definitely places um, in Australia where, like, people are totally isolated. But if you're talking rural Australia, like, rural Victoria. Or, like, a country town. They've got more than a Macca's. Like, there's, there's yes. like, supermarkets. <laughs> there's, like, farmers. It's not as if that is the only place. However, they're heavily advertised or it's, like, mm. a cultural thing. But, like... It's a bit of a cop out, I think, to well, say think that it's not, not like. But there aren't choices for organic food someplace. There aren't choices for healthy food some places, and it's not just that there aren't the choices. There might be the ingredients there, but if you don't have anyone modeling the correct behavior to you, if you've grown up in a family where no one, where everyone just takes the sort of KFC route, mm-hmm. you have to discover it for yourself. It's a lot more work for someone to get to the point where they can make the right choice. And what I'm saying is that I wish that the uh, choice architecture was such that it was just a lot easier for people to make the right choices because we can't rely on people to have their own willpower. I think that people who can have their own willpower, that's wonderful, but I think that the default should just make it easy for people to make the right choice. Now, what you've stumbled upon Mm. is like a big crux of the problem Mm. because making healthy things sexy (laughs) is not easy. That's true. Um, It's not easy, whereas making all the things, like there is a natural advantage that advertisers have because mm. most of the things that we know are bad for us, like alcohol, yep. like fast food, or things that you shouldn't be spending your money on, and you know, mm. like they've already got the advantage of knowing that it's a guilty pleasure, which mm. is probably making it sweeter to begin with. Mm. So it's also big, so like the idea, like we've seen banana campaigns and all that they look pretty fucking stupid yeah but like the <laughs> avocado campaigns those are like marginally successful i'd say it doesn't make me rush out and grab a whole lot no. of avocados no. <laughs> but i guess i what i would argue is that we actually just shouldn't have as much advertising for food in the first place I agree. and maybe what we should have advertising for is good health yeah you know and be like look how happy that person is because they don't have diabetes i and you know what that is an easy sell yeah people yeah. like you could make the like you could make diabetes free living pretty fucking sexy exactly. absolutely <laughs> like so i don't know uh, like no and i totally We've diverted a little bit here no, we haven't i don't think so at all um no and i think that's like uh mm. very i i do think it's a middle ground and i think mm. people need to take responsibility for their own fucking lives and children as well like and yeah that's, like, i guess i came from like a very sure like did. fast food oriented like childhood for sure which is really bad so i'm kind of like mm. but i understand yeah. there are other factors yeah and i guess i just think that it's like you know like if you're quote unquote um you know, in the, in the sort of environment that's not going to be, um, you know, 
what am I saying? That that's not conducive to making the right choices. It takes it's it's not everyone who can overcome that. Not everyone mm. has the set of mental capacities, you know, whether it was like just the right thing happened to you when you were at the right age that gave you the mental strength to be able to have mm. to reject that, the will the willpower to reject that. And another person who came from almost an identical situation as you, but just like missed that one little thing. I don't think it is just one little thing. Not one no, I'm like, just giving it I think it's like yeah. a, it's a it's a whole bunch of factors. But I think like the the idea of like willpower and like, you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And this is just a wider belief that I have, which is that to even be able to have the bootstraps to pull yourself up by is like part part genetic lottery and part like experience lottery where like, Mm. you know, and and we're just we're all just like, um, you know, like pawns in this sort of like what happened to us when we were young and what genes we were born with and what our parents were fucking eating while we they were pregnant with us mm. and like you know if it just because one person was able to overcome that doesn't mean that everyone who comes from that same background can so I think it's a mixture of us I think people who can summon the mental like me for example I shouldn't be complaining that I don't have the willpower because I have everything in the box that should allow me to be able to do that myself mm. But other people, I guess, think, I think, you know what, like, I can't blame you for, like, not making the right choices, the quote unquote right choices, because you're just trying to fucking get through the day, you know? And, but conversely, there are people from, like, those exact socioeconomic um, Mm. places who have been very disadvantaged Mm. and who have managed to, like, pull themselves off by the books. It is very different in Australia than it is to America Mm. as well. Like, even in just terms of, like, food, or even just the price of fast food over there is, like, significantly Mm. marginally insane. And the price of ill health over there is really bad. And so, you know, here I think if if you're not going to go bankrupt when you're sick, that allows you to bounce back from things a lot better than, you know, like, in America. Or even just have the, Mm. like, peace of mind that that is not something Mm. that's hovering over your head, as I'm sure in itself is just, like, a massive stressor Mm. in America in itself. But I do think that it takes away a lot of like I think it's quite insulting to Mm. like say that we are not at the will like our own willpower everybody has the access to willpower and now we're even with stuff like the biggest loser has been such a fucking success Mm. there's been plenty of things where like healthy lifestyle is getting more and more modeled for people that it would show to a lower socioeconomic or more disadvantaged sort of like group so it's not as if the information isn't there and no it's not the information is there and I think everybody even if you can't like even if whatever circumstance, everybody pretty much has a base knowledge that we know what is and isn't good for us. Mm. And if you're going to indulge in it and be like, oh, I just can't because like the advertising told me, it's a bit like, well, that's a bit of an excuse for well, laziness yeah. and a lot, yeah, of, yeah, a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. I, mm, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to disagree that. That's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah. But like, yeah. I don't. Uh, I just want to say like, this thing that yes, Kelly yeah. uh, Lash uh, said, who is one of the founders of Adbusters Media Foundation, which is a non-for-profit mm. organization. Because this is the thing, I do think it is a middle ground as well. I don't yeah. think it's either one or the other, but I do think that people. Uh, but I'll read this. Yeah. Okay. And he talks about um, a mental environment, which was spurred in the early 90s. Um, but that's when the ideas of um, toxins and air pollutants was actually mm-hmm. quite at the front of everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and with it spurred the idea that there is actually a mental environment, which also has toxins in it. And these toxins are among the many causes of the then emerging epidemic of mental illness that we are in with ex- um, exponentially rising mood disorders, anxiety attacks, and depressions. Uh, we had a feeling that the toxicity of this mental environment could be traced, among other things, 
pretty much with the advent of advertising mm. because with that comes comparison like even just yes. the idea of like comparison with other people's lives therefore like because it's not a bad thing to have a fucking burger once no. a week who cares yeah. it's fucking great it's tasty that's mm. shit yeah but like the the hijacking of the human brain so mcdonald's will play an ad for breakfast at eight o'clock at night so in the morning the first thing you wake up is be like you know what that ad mm. <laughs> and it's just like it's just what it recalls to your first mind like the first in mind when you think i'm hungry for breakfast yeah 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 or the or the uh the comparison in terms of like you know beauty products for example for um you know which is like a huge huge industry and that and you know that like makes up a whole lot of advertising that we consume um is for you know fix your body fix your face fix your fix your foot yeah. <laughs> fix your shoes fix your fashion you know because there's something wrong with you and that was um did we talk about this in satisfaction where the the rolling stones song you know yeah. was um, you know, you can't get any satisfaction because advertising is always telling you that you should be unhappy with something and you need to buy something to fix it. It's great. Mm. Uh, like, it's a great song. I love that fucking song. <laughs> Bridget Taylor, um, who is an executive creator, director of BBDO, had a great uh, mm-hmm. quote where, well, great uh, hypothesis mm-hmm. that if women everywhere woke up in the morning and like smacked their head and be like, fuck, I'm just perfect how I am. Whole like companies and industries, industries would crumble. Fully. And it's like, it totally would. And, like, well, actually, oh, and I, I wish I had some stats on this, but I have read stuff about the beauty industry um, that it had, it basically was in the death throes until the fucking Kardashians hijacked it and made beauty uh, fashion uh, makeup cool again because yeah. it was in its death throes about 10 years ago and then the Jenner girls like made their pouty and lip makeup RuPaul's Drag Race as well probably, probably as well. Yeah. <laughs> well when they started marketing to um, men Drag, and, yeah. and not well people who are not women basically and started going like oh like we can expand this to like men or non-binary people or gay people you know like all not that gay people aren't men but yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know like having it be like a bigger audience and um so it's it's pretty funny like to see how those those it's like the same concept but it's just like recycled you know for like another generation of like oh no like you don't need makeup not necessarily because your your face is ugly because makeup now is about you know a lot of people do makeup not even for another person it's just like a fun thing to do makeup I'm not trying to say that as like eh, I'm really old no no no, no. It, but like, it really did like experience a vogue in the, yes. because of like successful advertising yeah. in the same way I'm sure we're all fucking familiar with diamonds are a girl's best friend yeah, yeah, that yeah. like people didn't really think much about diamonds beforehand that was a very successful marketing campaign it's one of the most successful gets a fucking Cinderella story I know, I know. advertising <laughs> <laughs> we've um uh I've actually do you want me to share some of the most sinister ads that I dredged I up when I was? I love it because then I want to talk like I want to talk to you about my favorite hate love part of great. ads, which is loopholes, oh, and we're great. probably going to find a couple in these ads. Nice. We're going to have some. We're going to have some crossover here. So yeah, mm. I think our main yeah our main sort of bulk of the topics that I that I want to talk about is like stealth marketing and viral marketing. What's stealth marketing, Merida? Oh, I might. T- well, actually, before we even define that, I wanted to know. If maybe the dictionary might have something to tell us about the difference between advertising and marketing, because we use them interchangeably. When I was in uni, I did a couple of marketing classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I did one 
called Integrated Marketing Communications. And that was where I learned that marketing is, you know, my understanding is that marketing was like the umbrella term of which advertising is one type of marketing. That makes sense. Yes, but we kind of use it interchangeably in like everyday language. Yes, we do. Okay, so I'll start off with advertising mm-hmm. or advertise. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, moved to advertising or advertised. Yep. Um, one, to present or praise goods or a service to the public in order to encourage sales. Okay. The second definition is to make, i.e. a vacancy, an event, or an article for sale publicly known. Okay. Um, an advertisement, which is uh, another definition all in itself, is any public announcement designed to sell goods or publicize an event. Uh, so it's just the announcement itself. Yes. Whereas marketing is? Marketing Marketing is the part of a business which controls the way that goods or service are sold. So mm. I see what it means. Advertising kind of is um, a, a, like a weird sub umbrella of that because yes. some of these things, especially like some of the things I came up for, you couldn't even like it's not traditional. Did you hear about advertising? No. So paying models to have a logo on their ass. Oh my god! Wait till you hear what roaching is. Let's hear what? some stuff. Yes, I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. Well, so yeah, I guess. So we're talking about advertising mainly, um, which is where you're presenting the good to a person and trying to get them to buy it. So, um, but. But, you know, promoting something isn't maybe necessarily advertising in a way that this example I will tell you about now. I'd love to hear. Um, so on the 8th of March 2017, which was International Women's Day, and remember this was, you know, peak sort of pink pussy hat American, you know, f- oh, we hate resistance against Trump type of thing yeah. going on. So this was like Flood right after the women's everywhere. Yeah, like, this yeah, right was- after the women's march. This was when you know all of a sudden, white middle class women in America started to realize what oppression is. Um, <laughs> had to happen sometime. <laughs> had to happen sometime. <laughs> Every other like person of color and like abused person in America is like, oh, you finally got here. Cool, yeah. great. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, the fearless girl statue was erected on Wall Street in opposition to the iconic charging bull. I remember this. Yes, yeah, so it's a, if anyone doesn't know, it's a bronze statue of a little girl with her hands on her hips, kind of like looking fiercely at the charging bull, which is supposed to be representative of like men on Wall Street, like making money or something. Big bulls, big, big horns. Big bull, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, the statue was commissioned by, the, by State Street Global Advisors, which is an investment firm. Um, and was aimed to draw attention to the lack of women's representation in corporate governance and to highlight the benefits of gender diversity that, that gender diversity brings to an organization. Okay, that, that's what they said this statue of was. It is. Yeah. Now, incidentally, the statue also featured a plaque that read, Know the power of women in leadership. She makes a difference. And she is all in capitals. And it turns out that she is the uh, stock market ticker symbol for the State Street Global Advisors Gender Diversity Index, which is a product that you can per- it's it's a it's an investment product that you can in- that you can purchase and invest in. These fucks. Now. Right? Now. Like, what are they this, leveraging there? <laughs> this is one of the things loopholes. Yes. This like because the the grammar nerd in me just froths mm-hmm. over like all right got us down on a technicality mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's fucking 
despicable but yeah. at the same time like i know and and this is the thing so so not only was it effective in presenting the message of female strength mm. because it received r- widespread praise for its powerful symbolism it was mm. certainly not reported in the news as like a marketing activity they'd be fucking stupid to report it like that quite exactly. frankly <laughs> exactly um however also also proved a worthy investment for state street uh advisors as the gender diversity index attracted new investments totaling 3.2 million since March 2017 which comprised more than half of all the new inflows for the year so far so in the month after they released that statue their thing you know their prices uh, their investment basically like doubled um, so not only was it successful in attracting investors, um, but then it was like inducted into the New York City Department of Transport Public Art Project. And, you know, so then it sort of got really, um, you know, this blend between like art, activism and the stock market then became sort of enshrined. And in my view, consent was manufactured, <laughs> taking a really radical view on it. Um, but, you know, basically like, it's just, it was a fucking trick. And then mm. people complained about the plaque, and so they just removed the plaque. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah. And it's still there to this day. So the, the fearless girl, don't fucking go there and take a photo with it. It's fucking bullshit. But Pink washing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a fucking cool statue. It is. And it's like, if it's it is a, cool. And but, if, yeah. you, like, if you can appreciate it for more than like what the advertising is, because like, um, it's like, and that mm. sucks, but like the statue's there now. And it's going it to be like, it, this is going to be Fully, lost. Yeah. But also like think about like investing in the stock market. How much good does that do for women around the world? I would argue it's probably a net negative impact to uh, have that diversity index, whatever it is. I'm talking solely oh, yeah. from the fact of Fully. someone that likes statues. That's right. Like I'm <laughs> talking from the solo, the I was like art. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Like, but it's kind of fun to go and be like, it. like I'd say absolutely go to um, take a photo of it and make sure that you tell all the other tourists who yes. are there to take photos with it what the origin is. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, and then yeah, get totally. a nice big cheesy one with yourself. <laughs> we don't need to boycott stuff. No, just shed don't. light on that's it. Right. <laughs> that, oh, that's probably the best way to do it. As I've always believed, censorship is not the way. Never. Shut it down with argument. <laughs> Love it. Um, <laughs> Talk, tell me about loopholes. Well, I've just got a couple. Like uh, that... The, like pink washing as a whole mm. fucking thing. Uh, there was a statistic in this book, which is a bit old, and so I don't even know like what the thing. But eighty percent of people would, would rather pay for a product associated to a charity than one which isn't, even though like the amount that they possibly give that charity, yep. or like whether or not the charity is just a clever ruse of like fancy sounding words, because that is like the loopholes that I kind of love. Like okay, I yeah. went and got a, I found a discounted jar of Nescafe coffee and I thought you know what times are tough and I'm gonna try this yeah um I got it it was it smelled like gasoline when I opened it I really couldn't drink it not that I'm like I drink instant coffee I don't know if this one was just off or what the fuck was going on but like I couldn't have it in my house sometimes they're very bad they're very very bad I'm not like yeah I drink instant coffee all the time it's not about that I'm saying it was a very very bad (laughs) instant coffee um and when I looked at the back it says Australia's favorite coffee asterisk I'm like what's the asterisk doing there what What is doing a lot of work that asterisk yeah it did like so what possible leap loophole were you able to jump through to be able to legally say that this australia's favorite coffee yeah that this like i don't even know what to describe rocket fuel rocket fuel slash i don't know like placenta of a demon (laughs) dried out and then mixed with some fucking mud um 
bare, like sprayed with possible caffeine, which is probably speed. Um, just to get the fact. Anyway, enough about that. But if you keep going down, the asterisk says uh, that favorite was based on the most sales of volume and weight. No, value and volume of this coffee. So I okay. wouldn't say that the cheapest like coffee, which yes, would be that also get sold in like bulk sizes. Like, but yeah, where you have to have it at a workplace because you need to legally say that you've provided tea and coffee yep. making facilities. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That is not an accurate representation of Australia's preference. No. In fact, no. I'd wager that probably the coffee that people can't afford to buy regularly is probably more of their favorite. Yes. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that pissed me off. Or the same with like skincare. Mm-hmm. It's the clever language that they use. They don't ever say that they've got anything that will make your skin better. They say that it will make it look better. It's never getting rid of wrinkles. It's reducing the appearance of wrinkles. <laughs> and these things that people go like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, and that's the kind of stuff that when you, when you start to, when you, when you realize that that's what you're doing, you can't not see it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so like now, like I, I, I love it in, mm. in like, as a blood sport yes. to watch and be like, you fuck, not today, Satan. Well, like, I, I fucking don't believe anything. I mean, how many times do you turn on the news in this country and you're like, oh, it's actually just an infomercial. It's just a 20-minute infomercial for calls. Or, like, <laughs> what? Or the fact that, like, did you remember when the front page of a newspaper, not that we really have newspapers so mm. much anymore, but do you remember when that was for news? Yeah. And then there's a real big thing uh, where, you know, where you can just buy a full yeah. page newspaper on the front of the news. Did that just happen recently? There was, like, a um, there was something, there was, like, Dan Andrews had done something good and like Gladys had done something bad in New South Wales. And so like the Australian didn't know what to put on the front cover. So they just let there be a full page McDonald's ad. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was like, oh no, if we put the thing about Dan Andrews, it's good for him. And if we put the thing about Gladys, it's bad for her. And because we're fucking shills for Murdoch, we can't actually put the real things. We're just going to put a McDonald's ad on the front. (laughs) Yeah. And then just like rubbing their hands afterwards. Like everybody wins. We've done it. Look, look, democracy. (laughs) Oh, also, so just shout out. I'm going to do a free advertisement right now for Kevin Rudd's petition for the uh, go sign it, please, for the investigation into Murdoch Media. Already signed. We'll put a link in our episode description to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, um, I agree with that for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying, like, because it's in this. What the other thing that I find really fucking interesting, borderline sickening about advertising is like the consumer mentality and the psychological. Because okay. After doing, like, the manipulation, some of these fucking ads are borderline psychological abuse. Mm, like, mm. They, especially when it comes down to women, whether it's, like, about their periods or about their makeup, they're essentially telling mm. you first that you're shit. Yep. And yep. that... Your, bo- your yeah. baseline is that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't like. I don't like. Yeah. But then, like, it's also... <sighs> advertisers... Slippery bunch, man. You can't, you can't hold them down. And like for that, I kind of admire the spirit because it's I the know. same way of like that lawyer sort of creativity mm. where you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you got me in on a technicality, but it, you got it. Or just like when you go past a lot of uh, bakeries or mm-hmm. all that, especially around Melbourne, and you'll see, I don't know how many of like Australia's best vanilla slices we have, slice. and it's in like Australia's best quotation marks, yeah. like. <laughs> 
Okay, who was it voted by? What? I didn't know, like, the national vanillies were in town. Why don't they put the quotes around Australia? Yeah. <laughs> like, they could just put it, they could just put it anywhere in the sentence, be like, Australia's best quote-unquote vanilla slice. Yeah. Or just be like, like, I would have put, my cha- like my take on it would have been to put it around the slice or yes. the vanilla. <laughs> the vanilla plus. The slice, because you could potentially argue, I'm like, well, this is actually more of a cake. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this meringue? I didn't mean this one. Oh, no, I meant a pie. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks. They can wheeze. I mean, you know, it's, is it though, are, one thing I looked up as well, um, you know, who regulates advertising in Australia? Um, and I found the just fascinating point that, oh, it's, it's LOL. It's a self-regulated industry, which is guided by a code of ethics established by the Australian Association of National Advertisers um, in 1998. So it's essentially um, like basically all advertisers promise that they are going to not you know, break this code of ethics, which it's probably along the lines of like, we're not going to, you know, promote things that are harmful to people, or we're not going to lie in our advertising. And there's um, a, an independent body called Ad Standards, which is a... Um, I think there's a government one as well, though. I, they, they're like affiliated with the government, like, well, from the very little research I did in this, I, I my understanding was that it was um, like, you can report things to Consumer Affairs, yeah, which is the ombudsman. Um, but if you have a, a specific complaint, and that would be about a product or a service that you received, like com- consumer affairs. But if you want to report on the actual advertising, you report it to ad standards. And that's this independent body that <laughs> the people on the board are like people from Coles and Arnott's and like, you know, all the giant companies who are going to benefit from that body not being... Um, independent or not not you know like from from you know having loose advertising standards so what was what was the name of the body again so like so say if like there was like someone advertising something and then like you got the product and it was like actually just a total um it wasn't like something it wasn't what it was advertised as then you would report that to the ACCC which is the consumer affairs yeah Uh, I think that's the same thing um but if you had a complaint about the ad itself so if it was like, oh, this ad is racist or like this ad, uh, you know, is, is actually making people like take some sort of risk that's going to be harmful to them. Or, um, you know, like say if there was like an ad that was like telling people to like drink bleach or something, you know, oh, be like, like this, unlike this the ad president is in of the free world. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, this ad is like dangerous for people. Um yeah, but yeah, this or like telling smoking that smoking's still fine. Exactly, or like or that va- like smoking isn't as bad as people saying. Exactly, or saying like you know five out of ten doctors recommend ca- starting your kid on cigarettes when they're five years old. It's like okay, this is a complete lie. No, but that's finally some sense. Exactly, but those are like really <laughs> obvious examples yeah. of like deceptive lying. But I just, I guess, I just don't trust that like the commercial. The, the chief marketing officer of Kohl's, the chief marketing officer of Toyota, the chief marketing officer of Campbell Arnott's are going to be the people who are going to like rein in the more deceptive types of marketing where you can have like BP, the, you know, petroleum company saying that it's a green company. Yeah. Like, is that, that's a fucking lie. And is Toyota going to enforce that? I don't think so. Of course they're not. Of because course they're not. Like, they benefit from it being, you know, that. Yeah. 
again, kind of like lawyers, marketing people are more like morally um, ambiguous Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. They are actually able to like look at it as a sport and Mm. say, hey, there's this product. We're going to try and sell it as quickly and as effectively as possible. It's up to the consumer and it's up to the company to decide if that's good or bad, which is why I think like why it comes back to even more. It is like it is your responsibility as a consumer to be aware of how to do like of what yeah. you're being think. Well, you- I mean, yes, but I also think it's like, do we have to live in a country where it's like buyer beware? Or like, could we have regulators that like are actually looking out for us and protecting us from this stuff? I don't think um, everyone should have to have a marketing degree to figure out what deceptive advertising is. I don't you know? either, but unfortunately we don't live yeah. in a fair world and we no. never have. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I do think we could, ha- I mean, just even compared to the US though, Australia has way more regulation around this kind of stuff. Totally. And like, you know, just the, the sheer fact of like um, the, the incidence of people who are on on um, hypertension medication here is way less than in the U.S. because they're not getting advertised drugs at them all the time. Can I just say quickly, when I was in the U.S., I was fucking gobsmacked with Dude. how much pharmaceutical advertising and all these like huge things that may cause blindness suicidal thoughts yes. and impotence and they're like talk to your doctor about this drug it's like no the doctor should be talking to me about a drug i should not be going to the doctor being like i think i have restless leg syndrome can you please prescribe me this drug that's probably going to make me kill my child yeah like <laughs> like worth it no i'm kidding uh, like but what kind of backwards world like medical system yeah. is it where you are going to your doctor not even of like a hypochondriac sort of state Mm -hmm. from like hearing about a disease you're hearing about the possible medication that you could take for a disease that you don't have exactly and you've diagnosed yourself sheerly based on the drugs advertisement which is like legitimately oh my god i like wish i'd pulled up one of the one of the papers i wrote for one of my classes that i was just mentioning before was about how like the this ad for uh you know some new drug came out and then like incidences of people record reporting those um, symptoms just like skyrocketed after it was like an, it was like restless it was something like restless leg syndrome which is like <laughs> I walk around like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh my god I have a hard time falling asleep at night <laughs> oh my god my legs get cramped when I lay in the bed for nine hours and don't move I have legs <laughs> oh my god I've got legs <laughs> exactly Exactly. Like, like anyone here, do we know what restless leg syndrome is? Like, I'm not saying it's not real, but like, how many people in Australia might have that? Isn't it just where you jiggle your leg around a bit? Yeah, yeah. It's where you get jiggy. I think I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm fairly certain I read in a pamphlet in a doctor's office, again, made by AstraZeneca or one of those fucking Mm. companies, that was like, the symptoms of restless leg syndrome are jiggy leg. Jiggy leg. (laughs) Yup, yup. I get that all damn day. You know. Please I'm give me some Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, oh, the prescription is hardcore addictive benzos. Okay, uh, perfect. Let's do it. Sounds like a party. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we see right now that what's Purdue Pharma going through for the um, advertising of addictive opiate drugs, which has yep. led to massive fucking epidemic in the U.S. I don't think pharmaceuticals should be allowed to be advertised no, at all. And this to is the public. Like, yeah, and I. This is the other like. For stuff like that, I don't even like like cigarettes or yeah. things like that. How is it that that's outlawed and that's not? Yeah, and yeah. like again, I know it's like it's not fair that we're living in this like world where there's heaps of advertising. But like, and this is part of why I don't think that 
uh, no, I strongly believe that advertising to children shouldn't be allowed mm. because they can't differentiate the difference between what I guess could be termed as entertainment mm. and persuasion. They think that just like the television is just telling them what's up. Yeah. Hey, this is the coolest new toy. Like, yeah, they kids do- love this toy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. kids? I'm a kid. I'm like, kids. But they don't differentiate it as anything more than meant to be like honest conversation. That's so true. And when you get kind of older, again, like take everything that you consume with a shot, like a pinch of salt and a shot of penicillin. Yeah. Trust, like you need <laughs> to trust no one. You need to apply some like like critical thinking <laughs> to the stuff that you like the mm. consume in terms of media and advertisement. Mm. And if you don't, like, well, then you're bad. You deserve it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe not that harsh. I'm but like, <laughs> no. Well, I'm like, we're we've already decided. Yeah, that so we're we've on already very decided different things, and I think that you need to take like not you, but like <laughs> one. I'm like like you don't relinquish the power of your own like life mm, seriously mm, mm, like you can take it back mm, mm. yeah <laughs> not you as in no no one everybody one person can yeah <laughs> absolutely well what? I mean and you can like now it's also part of it is like knowing and it's like oh now that I like the second I like my parents said that to me about advertising mm. for Abercrombie and Fitch when I was a kid I realized I was like oh my God, they're right. Like, And then I started look, looking around at everyone and being like, wait a minute, you're a sheep and mm. you're a sheep. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm not going to advertise for Adidas for them just because they, they like to make me think that that's my style when like I know full damn well that I think the thing from Kmart is just as cool, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's like, that's the whole thing. But like if you have like a critical mindset and you're thinking about it nobody's mm-hmm. saying don't go buy adidas if you like it or if you want to yeah, wear it but just think about either. if you actually like it yeah. just really really like go go and go like do i actually like this thing because it is my style in which case go get some secondhand version of it because it's going to be cooler it's going to be cheaper and you're not supporting the sweatshops that adidas definitely use <laughs> I fell for it a little bit like myself I started to like be looking in like secondhand shops for it and being like oh it is kind of cool I actually do really like this and then and then I just kind of was like all right look their shoes they've got some really cool shoes they do have some really cool shoes and this wide foot fits in there really nicely I'm really glad I've got I mean, I've got some right here. They're fucking sick. That's what I wore over to your house today. You went, And every week I'm like, there's some fucking sweet kicks. But you know what? That's also the first pair of new shoes that I bought in, you know, years. So <laughs> not that you have to be like me, but I'm just saying, make sure that you actually like them. Yeah. That's all. Um, that, well, actually, to, if we want to talk, okay, this is more mm-hmm. of a marketing than advertising strategy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. do you want to hear something fucked up? What? I know you do. Yes. Everybody no, I hate home. fucked up things. What are you talking about? Oh, well, then I'll just tell you guys because I know you guys. You guys. You sick, twisted you freaks. <laughs> yeah. So, have you ever heard of roaching? Oh, no. Roaching is the practice done by big comp- companies. Like, okay, cigarettes, Marlboro. They can't advertise anymore. So, what do they do? They send hot hot women into bars where they chat up people and put Marlboros on the counter and so that people around them are like start associating glamour with oh whatever brands God. or having like the see-through brands and they're like being paid to go through like swanky places and look really like glamorous yeah. and just like now this is not this is what's like insidious as fuck because mm. you can't control that that's not an ad being directed no. to you you're just watching like that is a hijack no, that- of social psyche and like for that i'm kind of like oh like that's pretty evil but like props for like props (laughs) oh my god and like really though i mean is our cigarette like cigarettes don't even need to be advertised you well 
You just need to get people addicted to them, and then you don't need to do any more advertising. It sells. It just sells itself. Exactly. They sell themselves. <laughs> so I wonder if this is obviously required not only because it's not only that they need to get the name out there, but it's an attitude shift that they need to get in people because, you know, Young people don't think cigarette smoking is cool anymore. I don't understand why. Like, why can't you just be a normal child like me and think that cigarettes make you an adult? Vapes? You know? No, vapes make you an adult now. Vapes, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's like, you know what? I'm kind of down with it. Even though, like, I think they're meant to end up, they're going to end up being just as bad for us for I think our they, health. I think we've already figured out that they are. Yeah. I'm fairly certain. And, like, if we all smoke, too, we just say, like, hey, kids, you can't do that because <sighs> it's bad for you. So it's kind of like, tsk. Whatever. Well, I don't know if you um if you saw if you followed any of the stuff with the jewel um which was heavily marketed towards teens. They got a bunch of influencers and like Instagram people to get on the jewels, and that was how the teens in America started smoking them. What is jewels? Oh, jewel. Oh, jewel. It's J W. No, J U U, not W. J U U L. It's like this little. It's like this tiny little e vape. Um, thing that has these cartridges and they have all these like fun flavors like like when we were in America the flavors were like you know all the berry you know fruity flavors but they also had things like key like lime and cucumber and really refreshing ones like they were and like you know it's like a small amount of vape so very feminine and um, you know just quite cute and you can Mm. carry them in your pocket and um, they were very disposable as well so it was just great for the environment like these little tiny cartridges because like they didn't hold much vape vape liquid super cute and and they got they fucking ran through the US now obviously something like that again like we have more (laughs) regulations here something like that really can't run rampant in Australia Um, I don't know about that Um, because this was uh, the fact that I was trying to um, look up like for all the advertising bans and public health warnings, Mm. like the list of the top 10 selling brands in Australia, not cigarettes, it's still dominated by cigarettes. Really? Just yeah. in general? Just in general. Because like they, and um, in um, like in America, because it's still like they, they're still making massive selling and all mm. that kind of stuff. Not to mention that in like the tobacco companies that are investing in marketing in America, where like they, they send up to 13.11 billion, which is about 35 million a day convincing people to smoke in other ways. Mm. For example, brand stretching. So with like cigarettes, perfect example, we have Dunhill here. And you're not allowed to um, advertise Dunhill. So they made a perfume with the same logo and advertised that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just to get the name, just to get the name out there. Just to remind you about the name. Because, no, it's not about the name. You, like, think Dunhill and you think cigarette. I need yeah. a cigarette. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're just getting the name, the, the, uh, like, the word Dunhill Ex- in absolute, your face. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. you need. Yeah, same, like, mm. McDonald's and you just start going, I could go for a burger. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Oh, how much, like, this is like some hippie thing going around on the internet, but I mean, it's true where it was like, we showed, we showed these 10 logos to children and asked if they could identify that, you know, children under the age of six and asked that they could identify them and they could all, they could all identify it. And then we showed these 10 leaves to children and see if they could identify what trees they came from. It's like, like, it's like not a great comparison. It's not a great comparison. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but it, you know still it's it, it, you're so subtly infiltrated that like you could probably show a logo to me that I wouldn't off the top of my head think that I knew and then yeah. you could show it to me and I could be like oh, I actually do know what that is um because in a way they are like hieroglyphics 
Yeah, like, yeah. It's become yeah. just like a shorthand. Yeah, and when they've spent so much money in making sure that, that you see that so much, mm. it's kind of like inevitable in a way. But I just thought that they all skirt the line between persuasion and manipulation. I agree. You know? I really do. Um, and I think... Uh, it is it is fascinating it's fascinating that we can be so easily manipulated which i find slightly disheartening Mm. but it's also kind of like the stupor of this whole lifestyle and i'm gonna get very like i don't care if you don't agree with me this is me just being like just (laughs) shouting off and i'm like before i get into this i definitely do indulge in a lot of these convenient things like i love uber eats i also love like watching shit and all this kind of stuff but like creating a world where everybody is looking for convenience and immediate gratification oh actually there was actually a fucking great quote um why am i even like trying to come up with my own words (laughs) when there's such a good one uh, right here from Raymond Chandler, who said the debasement of the human mind caused by a constant flow of fraudulent advertising is no trivial, trivial thing. There is more than one way to conquer a country. Mm. And it's like for that, I'm like, man, it's it's like a it's a, seriously a like this kind of awareness. It's imperialism. Yeah. And mm. this kind of like awareness about advertising and making informed decision as far as i'm concerned is a social and a humanitarian like issue absolutely absolutely like Like, i think that and media literacy in general mm. is something that like i think that is that is the new it's the new frontier for domination not even new it's probably not even new like as long as there's been international sort of media you know like when you think about like what social media has done to countries like you know the Arab Spring which was like basically because of social media or like what's that crazy yeah yeah exactly or like you know or like horrible things like the the genocide of the Rohingya Muslims in Burma because of Facebook basically whoa was made possible just because of Facebook essentially yeah um there was like a whole campaign of like drumming up like you know uh, like ethnic cleansing vibes from yeah like and it was all it was all done by their corrupt government, like creating, you know, astroturfing is what it's called. Oh, have you it heard said, that term? No, it just sounds surprisingly fun and um, yeah. harmless. Yes. <laughs> well, it is the opposite of that, actually. We call this genocide <laughs> yes. lawning. Exactly. We're as- well, astroturfing is when you actually, I should probably look it up so I don't get it wrong. But yeah. it's basically where you have an organization drums up what appears to be grassroots support for an idea, but right. it's really from, you know, yeah, but it's really really like an orchestrated sort of campaign see this is mm. another like play thing where i think it crosses the line as well it's one thing to promote your product mm-hmm. but then to generate like fake like paying people to have a fake line outside yes. a thing which is a big thing as well and a marketing strategy rather than an advertising mm-hmm. strategy but it, like i think it's totally fine to promote what you want to do or if you have a product even if it's not like super whatever you can pr- whatever if you've got something like you just like who cares yeah. but drumming up false interest around it is gross yeah no that and that's definitely manipulation because i think that's drawing on like one of the most basic human psychological biases which is like the bias that like if other people are doing it it, it's okay Mm. you know like that you know that uh that idea that was like in one of those darren brown things where he had people sitting in a God, what's it called? Sorry, I'm going to go off track. That's okay. I want to hear about Darren Brown. <laughs> okay, so he had people sitting in a doctor's office or like some sort of office waiting for something. And everyone in the office was a plant except for one person who was like the subject. Yeah. And uh, he had the people in the room started just standing up. Mm. Like, and like it started off with just like one person just standing up. 
and then sat back down. But then like over a period of, you know, maybe 10 minutes or something, it came to be that everyone in the room was standing up. Mm. Except and then for the... us slaves to needing to be included exactly. because it's ultimately what would cause our survival. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If we don't, you know, pay attention to what the herd is doing, then we might actually be in danger. Yeah. And so finally, you know, the last tick in the bucket was to see if we could get the plant to stand up to. And of course they finally did. Or not the plant, you know, the subject of the experiment. So it's, you know, playing off that idea that like, oh, everyone else is doing it. Like, A, it must be safe. A, it must be like cool, you know, and wanting to be accepted. Like, that is just pure manipulation that I think is not... It, that needs to be regulated against, in my view. Mm. You know, you can't you can't count on people to, like, select out of things that our brains so very much want to be true. Yeah. I don't know. But I also don't think that you can blame... Like, yeah, this is a problem. Like, it's just a problem. Well, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing that, like, even, like, Donald Trump says, which is, like, look, it's not my fault that I fucking, like, took the loophole. Yeah. Like, the, the law shouldn't be written that way. Yeah. You know? Don't and hate the player, like, hate the game. That's it. And it's <laughs> somebody that is, like, like, loopholes, I really, I really fucking love loopholes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually, it's been a theme through my life, uh, like, because we used to have this, like, school where you had the, like, uh, uniform code and I would find the loopholes in it and mm-hmm. then exploit them mercilessly mm-hmm. nice. to piss off my teachers. I love <laughs> loopholes. I recently got in some trouble because I taught my 10-year-old nephew what new um, loopholes are and he's taking them proudly to his teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. You didn't say when I had to do it. I'm like, Tommy, <laughs> No, bad. that's not... <laughs> bad. Time and place. Time and Raising place. Raising a little contrarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like... People like, and I think people do have to take some responsibility for this and their children and regulating what is being said. There's a middle ground, there's mm. a middle ground for sure. Because, on the other hand, yeah, some of these marketing tactics are so just like so out of the blue that you wouldn't even fucking think that it was an advertising yeah. strategy. Even what we were talking about before fake ads, yeah. fake ads being spread around YouTube and all that, where people are just like, assume, like, oh, did you see this? It's got bent. It's a plant. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I have an, one, one last example of that thing, which was, did you ever see the liquid mountaineering video that went around? No. It was a viral video that went around probably like, well, apparently it came out in 2010, but I think I I've, I've saw it. I would have seen it more recently, where it looked like a guy was running on water yeah and it was about it was like oh this is a new sport he's gonna try it out and not once ever in the ad is there like a mention of like the shoes he's wearing which is what it actually was a marketing tactic for the high tech the shoe the the brand high tech which is like an outdoor gear brand Mm. um and basically it got like you know like okay so like when i looked it up in 2017 for this class i was taking Mm -hmm. it had 15 million views on youtube Probably has way more by now. Um, But the only thing that even referenced, like, he was wearing the shoes in the video, but they never, like, um, zoomed in on it. It was just, like, the guy, you know, one of the other guys in the video was, like, wearing a hat that said high tech. And that was it. Um, And it was, like, really entertaining and, you know, really generated a lot of, like, what the fuck is this? You know, and it was, like, that, like, no, do I think that that should be regulated away? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think that, like, maybe there should be something at the end that says, like, this isn't real. Like, you know, like, I think that truth, that reality has to be, we have to all have a shared understanding of reality. Yeah. Yeah. That is what holds societies together. And that's what the biggest problem is right now with, like, um, 
political discourse, especially in places like America, where it's like there's literally two versions of truth. Yes. You know, and there's just nothing. There's like there's no convincing person on side A that what person on side B is seeing is real. Yeah. And because the real truth is probably somewhere in between the two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but that's why I kind of think like, you know, yes, like it's clever and it's ingenious and it's innovative. But like you can't trick people. You can't trick people. Like you can't. Um, but at the same time, it, it comes back to the whole thing. I was like, well, what is truth? Because the idea mm. is like truth is not some sentence. There's no. not, it's a like series of complex likeliness, like likelihoods mm. depending on like yeah. probabilities, depending on person and situation in a vastly changing diorama mm. of life. Especially when it comes to like as uh, politics, politics, especially yeah, yeah, with yeah, such yeah, a yeah. large population Absolutely. of America yeah. Yeah. Um, to say. And but it's like crazy watching the difference between Fox and CNN mm. is just like black and white. Like and even the political like the, the 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 ads that like Trump put out an ad that said that Fauci, who's like the head doctor, thought Trump was doing a great job. And yeah. he was like, I didn't say that. And Fauci had to like come out and say like that, like I've never, um, what is it, in his five decades of service has never endorsed a politician ever. Yeah. Now, but like, now don't you think that there should be some retribution for that, that that ad, you know, that he, that that one, it never should have gotten past, it it never should have been able to be like aired in the first place. I think there should be retribution. However, I think it should be retribution that is dependent on the size of the amount that the company makes. Mm. Because if you say like, oh, it's a twenty thousand yeah. dollar fine to McDonald's. Oh yeah, no. What do they give a shit? They'll pay. They'll happily pay that. Well, see, I think monetary fines don't even work when you get to a certain size. No. You know, you get to like, a, if you're talking about McDonald's or a pharmaceutical company or the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, they've got so much fucking money that that that. Finding them isn't going to do it. You've got to cut their. You've got to say actually. You're banned from advertising for, for 24 while. hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 24. Exactly. Like I, I think that that would be mm. a fantastic. Like honestly, mm. I think that that would be a fantastic approach because Fully. there is it. Like what I was going to say is like, well, who the fuck is going to govern this and all this? Because like, ob- like I think that that's a great idea. Mm. Honestly, mm. if we could do some way to like the retribution would be that you are banned from advertising. Yeah. Straight up, that would send a fucking message. Exactly. It'd be like, because the worst thing that you could get is like not have your message get out there. Yeah. You know? And and, like, it just all seems so fucking excessive. I know. McDonald's are gonna sell burgers whether or not they advertise. People are gonna buy, like, people are gonna buy fast food if you cut the amount of like ads that they see. Mm. They're still gonna do it. But it's just this like invasive, insidious need to plant a seed Mm. of impulse, which is ultimately what all advertising is. Yeah. In the in the person in the individual. And you need to be aware of it. Like I'm sorry, we don't live in a a fair world and like I would love that so much. But like Arm yourself, people. Think about what you're watching. Thinking about what you're like. Thinking. Read manufacturing consent. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one more fun factoid. Well, how much like with the because you didn't you want to tell me how much the political? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, that was what I was going to pull up here. Fantastic. Shuffling around. So, um, guess how much has been spent on political advertising in the United States during the 2020 election? Oh my god. Um. Okay. I am. Guess how much? Eight dollars. <laughs> I knew it was going to be either really high or really yeah. low. Oh god! <laughs> Fuck, you're right. It's nine dollars. <laughs> how much was it? Eleven billion dollars. That's sickening. That is more than the gross domestic product of fifty-five countries. That is twice as much as the um, the U.S. spent in their stimulus bill to support hospitals to prepare for COVID. Mm-hmm. That is. 
only a little bit less than the U.S. spent on giving out assistance to small businesses during their COVID stimulus package. Mm. One guy alone, uh, Michael Bloomberg, that piece of shit, a media mogul who was at one point running anyway, it doesn't matter, he's a piece of shit, but he in one market alone, in Florida alone, since September has spent $100 million on ads for Joe Biden. Like, how on earth, how dare you take that fucking money, you pieces of shit politicians, and say that you actually give a shit about people? Like, I'm sorry, like, you could take the amount of money that people, like, for that $100 million, you don't need to buy ads. You can pay individuals to go on knock on everyone's doors and shit. And shit, you know, it's like you don't need to like buy the media market in that if you have that kind of money, like pay people, that means you're like helping them because you're like giving them like money to put food on their table when they're during a pandemic, you know, like mm. just like all of the things that you could do with that money. Um, Andrew Yang was the guy that I supported. I'm going to just harp on him one for one moment. He used some of his campaign donation money. Um, he wanted to pay. Uh, he wanted to give a universal basic income, so $1,000 a month for one year to 10 people, which all up would cost $100,000, mm-hmm. and had to like bite tooth and nail to be allowed to do that, when Bloomberg can just inject $100 million into the fucking media market in Florida, and that's fine. Mm. You know, like at least with Andrea, it's like, oh, he wasn't buying their votes. It's only 10 people. What he was doing is trying to like show what that money could do for people's lives because he was running on the universal basic income thing. Yeah. Um, But it's just disgusting how much money is like that just it makes me so angry when you think about like and it just I'm especially angry at like people like the Democrats who like say that they give a shit about people. And yet you you allow this to happen. You, You take that kind of money. Like, I'm sorry, like, you don't have to take that money. You don't have to spend that much. They don't care about people. In the same way no. that advertising people don't care no, about they people. No, they don't. They don't. They don't ultimately wish shit. The people that are advertising for McDonald's do not eat it. Yeah. yeah. Like, they do not eat it. Uh, they don't give it to their kids. Yeah. yeah. They don't give it to the people that they love. Mm, mm, like, mm. very, very no, it's simply. So it's just like, um, it's so hurt. True. It's, it's, no, like, I, and it's, do you know what? That's also part of human nature. And, yeah. like, there's a lot of argument to be said that regardless, like, we would kind of come up with similar systems. There's always going to be a push and pull of oppression mm. and dictatorship within the human because, because of that's power. What, because that's yeah. what human nature is. Mm-hmm. Like and when yeah, we I decide, agree with you there. For yeah, sure. <laughs> and so like it's it's it sucks. It's not yeah. fair. So that's why we've got to fucking mm. figure out mm. how to work on like inside of it. And that's why campaign finance reform is the only thing that's going to change American politics. <laughs> Although, okay. Um, okay, I was going to go, and that's why we're going to, we're we're trying to. Because, like, do you think oh, there is? Yes. Well, would you think there is uh, good advertising? Tune in next week to find out the positive sides of advertising so you don't totally lose faith in humanity. Hey, thinkers, thank you so much for supporting our show. We would really appreciate it if you could hit follow and share with anyone that you think might enjoy it as well. Big thanks to Someone for designing our graphics and Scotty Rudderman for uh, mixing our opening track with music from Frook. Once again, please write in your thoughts, your experiences and your stories. These are for our upcoming mini-sodes where we revisit the topics from your perspective. Our contact details again are doyouoverthinkaboutmail at gmail.com or 0499 860 397. Till next time, keep thinking.